Welcome back to the Gods to Ghosts Volleyball Podcast and your host, Scott Bemke, for part four of our interview with Dennis Hare. Let's pick up where we last left off in part three. Did uh, I ever talk about the story about the Sizzler? Yeah. I make money someplace, so. Yeah, the, the, when you worked there for one day, <laughs> threw your hat down and stuff, that was awesome. <laughs> Those are classic. Those are the stories that people love about that. You know, it's like uh, then the, the, the then you go right back to the beach. You know, it's like Von Hagen when he went to law school at UCLA because his dad told him to for two weeks, and then he finally went into to wherever you go to drop your classes, and he left his books there, and he went straight to Sereno, and he said it was the best day of his life. He never looked back. <laughs> that was pretty much like that was you, you know his uh, his sizzler moment, you know. Uh, so yeah, I think we've oh, all had those times. Classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His father, I don't think really. Uh, if Richard wanted him to take over that Lloyd Corporation, and he wasn't real fond of Ron. I think he only went to one of his volleyball uh, tournaments ever uh, because he was so disappointed that he chose the volleyball lifestyle. But he became a legend, so it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Um. Great. Another guy that I've kind of be curious to hear about, if I say the name nickname Blowfish, who do you think of? Bill Wally. That's right. All right, Bill M. Wally. I, uh, I gotten to really like that guy. Neat, neat guy. Um, well, and, you had to get to know him because I hated him. For <laughs> I heard he was a real intense competitor on the court. Yeah, what? I heard he was a real intense competitor on the court, and he re- really used to get on Gage, you know, if he wasn't playing up to his standards. Gage said he used to ride him like a horse, <laughs> while he was not afraid oh, to... Oh, and while he would yell at him, scream at him, and everything, and he was... Bill was a good... Not, not a great, great player, but a damn good one. Mm-hmm. Not to win an open. I think he, he did, but I, I ended up playing with him uh, one of the last tournaments of the year and anyway I I was hooked up with uh, M. Wally and I changed my whole philosophy about Bill he's an intense guy that wanted to win and would praise you if you made a good play which I love I think you gotta treat players different with their personality well said and uh, Blowfish was um Intense, but I, hey, what the hell am I doing? Of course, you got to be intense. You got to win. Mm-hmm. You got to focus. And he had good focus. So I really respect him as player. We beat uh, Vogel Sang and I think at Dunlap in the finals. Oh, were they 
Was that one of the Masters tournaments that you guys played in later on? Yes. Yeah, yeah he said right. you guys had some success in that. And then that would have, that would have been a good matchup against those two guys right there. In oh, Wally yeah, and definitely. here. Or, um, I played a lot of mixed uh, doubles also. Buzz was probably ranked number one or two uh, mixed. Yeah. Um, I also uh, won... I mixed with uh, a lady named Amy Baltus. Yeah. And we we were played some really good teams in that, which I loved. I love mix. And yeah, that was when you would take you know the guy would take pretty much the whole court, and the the woman player would basically um, you know be up at the net to set, and you had to have a really a lot of stamina and all around game to play that that mixed tournament. Is that well best? The best, without a doubt, was Butch May playing with Eileen Clancy. Yeah, was his, his partner, and uh, they were uh, really fun. I learned a lot from them. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that they had no uh, equals out there. No, that, that's right. No equals, that's for sure. Buzz was right up there, and who else was? Dane Selznick was a good. Mixed player. Yeah. Um, you know, I know, I think I mentioned this to you, but Bill, I, I, and I know that maybe you didn't remember it, but I still think it's a funny story is that uh, after you guys won one of your, your uh, you and uh, Blowfish, Bill and Wally won your Masters Open, you guys went and got dinner at some place. In Hermosa. I don't know where you got the story, the story from because I don't remember anybody. Yeah, and he said you guys went there and, you know, you guys probably all did so many things that they all blend together. But uh, it might have been a Mexican restaurant and uh, it was in Hermosa pretty close to Matt Gage's house maybe or something um, off of 16th there. And that uh, somebody there threw a chair through the window and there's like almost like a crazy riot going on in there and said it was a interesting cap to a, a big win that weekend so yeah he said uh he enjoyed playing with you and getting that win and it was doubly sweet beating vogie <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah yep um you uh we've got a couple other uh talented people on here we can get to now you talked earlier a little bit about hoop the scoop gary hooper uh what do you remember about him and what made him fun to watch out there? He was a fanatical. Just uh, totally intense. I don't know if that came from um, the pharmaceuticals or not. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the under the table ones, right? I thought he was going to have a heart attack when uh, he had some of this stuff and was running around going He's an amazing player. Uh, just excellent in every every aspect of the game. Really, a more talented hitter than people realize. And he he was he was tough and intense. Yell and scream. Yeah, um, yeah. I was told Hooper was one of those diggers that he uh, was it, like Mike Carey in the sense that like he would walk into a ball and he didn't care where it hit him or how it hit him. And then uh, he just right. wanted to get it. He was going to get it up. He had, like, no fear. Well, see, I used to play with my hands down uh, towards the sand. Right. 
because uh, then the ball was, if it hits your hands, it would go up. But they're both effective. Right. And uh, Hooper epitomized that kind of defense where he'd walk into a ball, like you said, but most of his jigs were un- underhand. But, uh, but what, a, what a combination, Hooper and, and a Radovich. I heard the dialogue that they had during those tournaments because Hooper's really hard on people. He just would, from from what I was told, he would be in your ear the whole time, and Ob oh, yeah. would just tell him to like go go f himself and stuff. I heard it. If that if someone would have videotaped it, it would be like uh, have five million views because that's how fascinating they were as a a, a potent combo out there, a volatile one at that. Well, you knew you were going to um, be entertained uh, by these guys because they were so flamboyant. It, it was really fun to watch, actually. Yeah. Now, um, what about the one and only George Stepanoff down there in uh, the San Diego area? He was a heck of a player and then dedicated his life to um, you know, being a tournament director there and then uh, president of the CBVA, and I mean, I could go on and on. Worked on the rule book for the sport. You probably gotten to know him and his amazing wife Arlene and their kids um, pretty well over your time. So, what can you say about uh, stepping off? Not a word. <laughs> Not a word. <laughs> well, there you go, Dennis. You're on fire today. <laughs> You've been you know, saving up. George was one of my really good friends. <laughs> and um, Barbara, my wife, and, and Arlene were good friends too. Not that we weren't all, but You're right. they seemed to go together really well. Uh, George was a really good player, not a great player. I don't think he got a triple A. Uh, I'm not sure, though. I could be wrong. But... Um, Oh, that, by the way, is a great song. I could be wrong by Radiohead. Yeah. So all you people that are out there looking for this is DJ Rabbit. DJ Rabbit <laughs> spinning them today on the on the on the uh, the the round table. Oh yeah, yeah. But George was um, really a fun guy. Great guy. Just you can trust him with your car. <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he just uh, liked him so much. He had a couple of uh, kids, a couple of sons. One was a very good player. Yeah, I think that was Rick that he maybe won his uh, Mexico Classic with. How cool is that story? Yeah, definitely. In fact, Stepanoff was the second guy I, I played with ever in my life. First guy I ever played with was uh, Bob Mendoza. Oh, which, and then the next guy I played with was Stepanoff. And we were. This is a funny, kind of interesting story. We were playing at Muscle Beach, and we were down fourteen to four. And I was just kind of given up. And mm-hmm. Stepanoff says, "Dennis, why don't you use your hands? You've got really good hands, and you're bump setting me everything and all over the place." And I said, so I said to myself, you know what, screw it. I'm going to 
I use my hands, and if they call a throw, they call a throw. We won the match 16-14. I set everything with my hands, and that's that's the day that... Uh, you realized that you, you had some... Uh you had you could set butter and that you were going to keep running with it yeah that's right that's right there you yeah. go this is this is dj scott so um there we go we're working good team today <laughs> dj scott and dj rabbit um yeah that uh that's pretty that's pretty neat and then stepping off with running all those tournaments and stuff down there i heard his he his family would always bring lemonade and um, just did a really great job with that kind of stuff and ran his tournaments very fairly. And, um, he was just, uh, I've never heard anyone say a single bad word about up and off. Yeah. He's a legend. He really is. He's just really great with people and just a nice guy and a really great player, really good player. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that, uh, He's getting his due. He's certainly done a lot for the sport. So, um, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned um, Bob Mendoza, uh, as um, George had mentioned his name as well. And I think Al Skates played in a in one of his first tournaments with um, Bob Mendoza, and he said Mendoza was just one of the, you know, greatest athletes um, that he's ever been around. I mean, he was great at so many sports. So. Is that uh, a fair assessment? Yeah, he's just—he's like a sculpture. He's uh, his body is like built up and just amazing to look at. Just he's in great shape. Right. And there's another guy that you really want to play with. Seems like the OB players had a really wonderful attitude. And you, if I was going to pick one to play in uh, State Beach or Ocean Beach, I pick Ocean Beach just because of the, the laid back attitude, the music that they play. Yeah. Uh, and State Beach is just so intense. Yep. But I understand that too. They're going to come out with a lot of winners. Mm hmm. Uh, and that. Yeah, that San Diego area then too had like the Chester Gosses down there and the, uh, I think, uh, did, he might have been b before your time, I think, but does that name ring a bell at all? And then he had a brother, too, I can't recall the name of, that played down there. Um, Never got to see them play at their tops, but yes, I heard about the Goths. Yeah. Definitely heard about them. And there's a, there really wasn't that many top-notch players that came from uh, Southern California, San Diego area. To, right. I my, one of my favorite parts from speaking with uh, George Stepanoff was when he told me the story that he played against Chester Goss and he said Chester could really unload on a ball and he found out um, the hard way because he hit him right square in the face <laughs> and uh, and then he said uh, he was like seeing double and couldn't think straight for like the rest of the match and then he found out later he got a concussion. <laughs> Really? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you someone can lay the wood if uh, they give you a concussion and you're seeing double, right? So that was a story I always think about with George and uh, Chester Goss is uh, the facial he administered uh, to stepping off. You, you know, uh, you heard the name Jack Hinn. 
Washington. Yeah, he was another guy that was down there. He was a talented guy, and he played on the, you know, the uh, yeah indoors. He was very talented. He just passed away recently. I've I've heard. What do What do you remember uh, about him? Yeah, what do you remember? Yeah, I think he was down in that area and good friends with all those guys. So yeah, that'd be great to hear about him too. Well, I um, I, I heard Jack was a good player. Uh, I didn't know he played outdoor as much, but he the time I saw him at uh, Rosecrans, uh, he was playing with Milky, a guy named Rich Milky or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, a good double A team. But there was one play that I just remembered to this day from uh, Lang and Von Hagen. They were seated number one and ended up winning the tournament. Mm-hmm. But they had to beat Rundle Bergman, uh, which was an unbelievable team. Was that All the play that I was thinking about, Von Hagen and uh, Lang against Rundle Bergman in the finals. And Larry hit a ball dug by Lang right on top of the net. And Bergman dinked it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, someone dug. Uh, well, Lang dug it. Maybe Bergman, whomever dinked it. And then what happened after the dink? Did someone run it down? Yeah, they ran it down and dinked it back. <laughs> so there were like four or five dinks in a row, and everybody went crazy over that. And Lang won, won it. Shocker. <laughs> Ronnie Lang, oh, he is a piece of work. I uh, I get a kick out of him, but yeah, he was something. He's mentally tough. He's he. They said you'd have to kill him before he'd he'd let let you beat him. Right, right, right. He was, uh, and you could feel it. You could feel his confidence by talking to him. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Did you feel that way? Yeah, absolutely. And he's still. Um, he he didn't want to be your friend. He uh, he was there to. It was a business to him. He wanted to beat you, and he wanted to beat you so bad, even during the week during practice, that when you played him in a tournament, you went into it with that mindset, like you and I did sometimes with our stinking thinking, like we're not going to win today. Maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and I are both like that. Unfortunately, a little bit. At least you got some big wins, though, Dennis. I'm still waiting for mine. Maybe this interview, though, with you, though, I'll count that one. I'll chalk this one up as a win. Go, go. Hey, I think I want to play with this Scott guy. He sounds yeah. very confident. Yeah, hey. plus we make a great D, uh, DJ duo. We can really spin the records. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rabbit and the Scott will throw on some Steely Dan today. Hey, that's right. We, uh, yeah, we love Steely Dan. <laughs> Well, before we wrap up today, do you want to uh, maybe uh, touch on Bob Crank Van Wagner, the uh, photographer and tournament director from Santa Barbara? Oh, yeah, definitely. you got to give him a lot of credit. I mean, I can talk about him a little, little bit. We never really hung out or anything. But yeah. We, uh, he's a great photographer, especially of volleyball. Yeah. Weren't that many that were doing it. Another guy was Robbie Hutas. Yeah, the Hungarian, uh, I think they called them the Bulldog, right? That's right. You got it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was uh, a fun guy. Fun, yeah, fun guy, nice guy. And he loved volleyball, boy. He loved it. Yeah, I um, I always was marveled at Van Wagner's photos because there's so little video footage 
uh, from that beautiful time period in the 60s and then, you know, into the early 70s at least, that um, that's kind of like the window into the past and the players and the majestic uh, crowds and all those things. So I always would see his name on so many of those photos. And John Lee got me in touch with uh, Bob Van Wagner and I called him and I gotta say it was been I uh, he's such a joy and fun to talk with and it's neat that he really loved that sport he was involved with it in so many ways for forever it was like his he was I think he worked as an electric electrician for Fort Magoo or what have you but he um, every ch- every waking minute outside of that he was doing something with with volleyball uh in some way shape or form refing and you know you name it uh taking photos and yeah but you you did interact with them a bit oh yeah yeah you know um i I feel like we had the best of times uh the years that i played and Mm -hmm. uh and and all that was just uh it was just the real roots of the sport coming out and uh didn't have to worry about traveling to Texas to play a match <laughs> or go to Tennessee and with your suitcase. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. But, now, then, when you see some of those photos from guys like Van Wagner or Kevin Goff or um, Hutas or Artie Kuvian and what have you, um, Doug Avery, do you, uh, does it, you know, take you back and kind of put you in a good place and... I'll go, gosh, but I really... But the music and uh, the words written. Yeah. Our photograph, well, the photographs were, were obviously uh, led you right into the back at the game. And yes, I do uh, have great respect and love the photography that Wagner did. So he made the sport visible mm-hmm. from people. And you add that in with that amazing once in a generation songwriters that were around during that time it was the perfect storm really uh for that sport the 70s the music um and then you guys building that sport up and playing it for pride bragging rights and just the love of the game and maybe a pitcher of beer at the end of the day right well that's it scott um it really was about that, you know, the simplicity of it all. That you didn't have to worry about parking or, mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. It was just really a beautiful, beautiful sport. And just so and I always loved it because I loved um, touching, touching the ball. Was uh, I played a lot of basketball mm-hmm. and really did well in that. But it was that that touching of the ball to your skin felt so good, more so than like a a tennis racket, although a tennis racket is great as an extension of your body. Mm -hmm. But um, it was... One of a kind, huh? Yeah. I'm losing it. Especially when when you dug a big bomb and then got a good set and then put it away. (laughs) <laughs> then it felt really good. Oh, nothing like that feeling of making a great dig. Defense is much more fun, I think, than anything else because you, you control the whole, whole, whole thing. Right. 
This concludes part four of our interview with the rabbit, Dennis Hare. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to stay tuned for part five upcoming. Thanks. Thanks.